you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast, an NFL podcast for the players, by the players. Here is your host, 14-year NFL veteran and Hall of Famer, Aeneas Williams. Hello, and welcome to the NFL Legends Podcast. I'm Takeo Spikes from the Behind the Mask Podcast show, sitting in for Aeneas Williams. During COVID-19, everyone has had to adapt their routines and Father's Day, which is coming up, is no different. Today, we have with us David Johnson from the Houston, Texas, to talk about his family and how he manages being an NFL player and being a dad at this unique time. David, welcome to the show, my brother. Welcome. What's up? Thanks for having me. Hey, it's, it's, it's an honor. It's a pleasure to be able to have you to come on here because at one point in time, everybody has their lives and they have so many different things to do. But we're going through this COVID-19 pandemic right now. How are you guys adjusting as a family, no, understanding and knowing that typically throughout this time you will be training at, a, at one of the facilities? You know what? It's been weird. Um, we're adjusting as best as we can, but no one was ready for this. Uh, we never was prepared for this. So we're really just going uh, on the fly and figuring things out as we go day to day. Um, the biggest thing I think is struggling with DJ um, not understanding fully. He's three years old, so he's not understanding fully what's going on. And he wants to go outside and go to the, uh, you know, museum, go to the zoo and, and just go and play with kids. 
uh, and he doesn't have the ability to do that. So it's really um, being stressed that way the most probably. Yeah, and you talked about DJ and also London. Uh, I know she has a birthday coming up, but, you know, when you look at it and typically your years have been mapped out, your months have been mapped out, how do you see your role now playing a part of your kid's life since you're at home more of the time? It's actually, yeah, since I'm at home more, I'm doing a, uh, helping Megan out, my wife, a lot more of uh, just taking care of the kids, um, feeding London, putting her down, helping DJ, feeding him, playing with him a lot more, getting a lot more free time to uh, interact with those guys. And now D DJ's getting older. He's, he's three, like I said. And so now we're trying to teach him how to write, you know, how to read, how to count. And so I'm there a lot more to help out that way. Um, not so busy. Like you said, on a normal, um, at this time, I'm usually gone at the facility. And so now I think it's really relieving Megan a lot um, and trying to balance two kids now. And now London's at the age of walking. <laughs> so now she's getting around and getting into everything and uh, trying to, you know, eat everything. And so <laughs> I think I can help my wife out <laughs> that way uh, as well. Yeah, and I know football is a big part of your life and it's everything that you do in order to prepare for the season. How has football played a major part in their lives right now throughout this time period? I remember when I wanted to spend more time with my daughter because my daughter is now 17, she couldn't come see me play all the time. So I remember when I was training, I used to bring her with me and she didn't realize I was training. She just thought I was doing some fun things outside running around but how has that played a part in their lives right now that's definitely been what it's uh, been like dj's been coming out uh, outside i basically feel like i'm in high school again training running on the streets using uh, anything that i have in my disposal as an exercise equipment right now i'm doing pull-ups on dj's jungle gym <laughs> and using his toys for ab rollouts and stuff you know his toys that have wheels on it and so he just thinks I'm playing. He'll jump on my back and stuff. We'll goof around. And so he thinks, I think right now he just thinks I'm playing and goofing off. I'll go out into the field and start running. He'll start sprinting with me. And then uh, he gets a little tired sometimes and, and says he's done. He, he quits and he'll just sit there and watch. So it, it's funny because he thinks that I'm, you know, playing all the time. And I do goof off with him, but he doesn't know that I'm actually trying to, like, get in shape or get my exercises in. So I... I'm ready for the season whenever that does come. I guess you can say that's what you're doing to keep it fun as well because they don't have a clue because they're so young that this is your profession, but you intertwine the both in order for them to get what they need out of having their father. And also you get what you need from training from the football aspect. Exactly. That's definitely true because once the season is here, um, you know, they – barely see me, especially, you know, when we're traveling and then we have practice and then I'm at the facility long. I basically only get to see him when he goes down for his nighttime uh, going down the bid. And so now I'm here all the time. And I think he's understanding um, a little bit that I'm, you know, training, training and stuff. But like you said, he's not grasping it wholeheartedly. And, you know, for me, it's really just, trying to spend as much time as I can with uh, my family because once, like I said, once football comes, it's not like I get a, a lot of time to hang out with them and see those special moments of, you know, London walking or saying our first word and stuff. So 
during the season, I'm so busy that, you know, I unfortunately don't have the time to do that. And I'm loving it now because I do have the time to see all those special things. You talked about your oldest is three years old. And when you look at it, it's, it's, it's relatively new for you, a three and a one-year-old, even though it probably feels longer. But how has that experience been just being a father and making that transition? Because I remember um, my, my situation was a little different. My daughter stayed in Atlanta, and I used to fly her up sometimes. But now you have the, the double duty part, you know, of making sure that you keep that balance on both sides. So how has that been as far as juggling that schedule? So far right now, it's not too bad. Just because, like I said, with the pandemic going on, um, you can't do too much football. We're not at the facility. Um, we're just doing, you know, virtual Zoom calls, um, meetings that way for a couple hours. And so it's been uh, pretty good because I'm sitting here, you know, hanging out with DJ in London a lot more than I normally would. And the balancing, like I said, is also helping out my wife um, with them too as well or and just being a normal family um, as of right now. And so it's been good, um, to say the least. We all know Father's Day is coming up. And, uh, I remember like, we only get one day. That's what, that's the only thing we used to say coming into the locker room. But I wanted to ask you, because since you, you take so much pride, you have a great family. I wanted to ask you, like, what impact do you think your own childhood and upbringing have on you as far as now you're playing your role as your father? So when I was growing up, I didn't have a father figure. I had an older brother, but I didn't have a, an a actual father. It was just my mom. And now that I'm a father, I want to make sure that I'm there for everything that I can be there for. The birth, like I said, those milestones, rolling over, crawling, walking, talking, speaking. Um, you know, DJ starting to say, or he's been saying full sentences uh, and stuff like that. And I want to make sure that he knows that I'm there. I want to make sure that he knows that I'm there when he falls. He has an accident. Um, he can always come to me. He can confide in me. And I want to be the father to teach him, you know, life and teach London, you know, life lessons that I was, uh, that my mom was having to do both mother and father, um, being the father for her kids. And so um, that's, I think, the biggest thing that I've learned from my childhood is just uh, as a father, I want to be there for everything. And with being that all pro dad as you are, you have more time to implement things that uh, you see is vital, essential to their growth. What's the one thing since you've been at home the majority of the time that you've really enjoyed or the thing that you've really learned about yourself that that you say, you know what, I like this and I, and I look forward to continuing to do it with the kids? I would say the biggest thing is being active, um, especially in this world today. Technology has really, I feel, hurt this younger generation. They're so dependent on cell phones, computers, video games, that they don't really go outside and play anymore or do activities, just being in the grass, running around, rolling around in the grass, swimming, doing, you know, what I did as a kid growing up. And I think now that I'm here um, a lot more at home, I get to actually, you know, go out there and do that stuff from from uh, early morning all the way till night. And I get to, you know, try to figure out ways to keep DJ active, keep him excited about going outside, keep him excited about being, uh, being an active kid. 
Um, and I think that's one of the biggest thing that I've learned since this quarantine is that, hey, since we can't just go out and go to the zoo or go to the amusement parks, we can try to figure out ways to have fun at home <laughs> in the backyard or even just in in the house, playing board games, playing card games. Um, you know, we always keep playing Hungry Hungry Hippo, which was a great game for me growing up and Uno and stuff, <laughs> teaching DJ that stuff. And I think, um, you know, I can't can't let them win them all. Obviously, you got to teach them, you know, how to be, a, you know, not a sore loser, but you got to teach them that you can't win everything, <laughs> obviously. And so uh, that's the thing I think I want to continue doing um, once this pandemic is over or once DJ in London gets to his age and they get older. Yeah. And. You do a lot to pour out into your kids. And when you look at it, you, you, you can't deny the fact that your other half, she's helping you tremendously. Uh, talk about the teamwork that you guys, you guys have developed in order to create such a great environment for raising your kids, your wife. Man, Megan, she has been such a tremendous help. And I, I knew she did a lot, but once I was done with football, um, you know, at the end of this season and now having two kids, I understand how much she really does, even from like just getting his food ready. And, you know, kids, they have no patience. <laughs> and so DJ is like, where's my food? Where's my, I'm hungry. And like her having to balance, you know, doing that, washing dishes, cleaning the house, doing laundry, just everything that she's doing now that I'm helping her out. It's, it's, really amazing to see how she works and what she does for this family. Keep this family together uh, as a good, strong unit um, is amazing to watch and witness. And now that I get to help her out and relieve some of the, all that stress that she has um, of being, you know, a mother and balancing all this life. Cause you know, as you know, as football players, we're barely home during the season. <laughs> and so now that I get to see it, um, you know, every day daily is, uh, really amazing and it really I feel like for me it really makes me very proud you know to be married to Megan and everything that she does for us hey I bet she had a fabulous Mother's Day huh yeah she had a great time and uh, <laughs> uh, her and DJ uh, had baked cinnamon rolls homemade were amazing cinnamon rolls they made from scratch from the bread all the way to the icing and so it was a good time. Got, gave her, she said, these are the best flowers I ever got her. So, you know, kudos <laughs> to me. <laughs> got her this big giant arrangement of flowers because she deserves it. And, you know, I had DJ in London and our dog, obviously. I, or not obviously, we treat him as our kid. And so we had, uh, I had them all trace their hands and write a, a cool Mother's Day card. And it was a good day, you know, just of us being together um, and enjoying the day. Dave, when I hear you talk, man, I it, you take so much pride into everything that you do, whether or not if it's being a better father, whether or not if it's being a better husband, acknowledging the fact of your wife, what she does and how valuable she is. Oftentimes, we as men, especially in your position, being a leader, you pour so much into other people who are around you. And... When we come back, we have to refill to get our energy back. What are some of the things that you do to refill yourself? Or should I say, what, motivate, what motivates you to continue to be that great dad that you are? 
I think the biggest thing is, like I said, my upbringing. Um, having watching my mom having to struggle to raise six kids with a set of triplets, and um, I think I just wanted to make sure that my kids have the best life as a child as they they can have. Um, making sure I'm always there, like I said, and reflecting on my upbringing and um, you know wanting to do everything for my kids. Um, so that they, you know, don't have to struggle as much as I did. And so that they are becoming respectful, responsible young adults when they get older. I remember having my teammate, he, he's one of my close friends now, uh, Philip Rivers, quarterback now in Indy. He had a tribe. I want to say he has like 10 kids. And he was, it was impressive for me to see how he juggles everything from the football side and then be a family man to the utmost. Uh, he was more so like my role model without him even knowing it. Any other guys who you see who's doing great work that you could just, that motivates you and just say, you know what? I respect their grind. I respect their hustle because I know how hard it is for them to do. I think my thing is um, he's actually a former UNI player. He played long before me um, is Kurt Warner. And he has seven kids of, of, to his, him and his wife, Brenda. And I've talked to him all the time and just to see his ability to balance, like you said, the lifestyle of football. And now that he's, you know, busy being a commentator, balancing all that and still having time to hang out with the family, make sure that his kids are respect, like I said, respectful, doing their homework uh, and everything like that. And another guy for me um, is Carson Palmer. He was a quarterback for us. And just to see him be a great father off the field with, you know, our Saturday walkthroughs. He's sitting there as a quarterback leading the offense. And then he, when football is over, he knows how to transition to being a dad, playing with his kids, uh, running around and joking around and having fun with his family. And I think I've learned from him another big thing is that when you're in football, be in football. But when you're with your family, don't have, don't um, have, still have that, if it was a bad game, don't have that bad attitude towards your family. Um, try to just ha be be there with your family and enjoy your time with your family. Um, or you know, if uh, I fumbled or you know did a, had a bad game, I need he's taught me that to just you know think about it when it comes to the next day when we're doing corrections or watching film. Don't think about it while you're reading a book to your son who's, you know, going to bed or who's playing and you're having a bad attitude because that will affect, you know, the relationship because your son, like my son now who's three, he doesn't understand, you know, what happened to me in the game or he doesn't understand that I had a bad day. So he's just trying to have fun and enjoy hanging, hanging out with his father. And Carson Palmer, just to witness the way he did that was amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that because in my mind, I'm thinking, like, how? Like, how do is it is it even possible? How? And what's the why? But uh, you made a great point because your kids, they want to make sure they're in the moment. They don't care about football. They don't even know that that's your profession. So that's a great point to add in for all of the guys and all of the listeners to hear because they don't know. They only know what they see and what they want at the moment. So thank you for that, David. Thank you. I want to talk about something that most NFL dads have to deal with, 
and that's changing teams. Now, I played 15 years on five different teams. So for me, it almost became a routine deal to move around. I knew how to move around, and I knew when I unpacked everything, okay, this is what I can't take out too far because I know you just never know when, how long you may be there. Uh, how hard has it been just from the family life dealing with the change and has it gotten started to the point to where you're starting to move things around? So it's been um, pretty difficult. I think the biggest thing, though, is the uncertainty of if we're going to have a season, when we're actually going to pick up and actually meet as a team, um, when I'm going to be able to actually go to Houston and move everything. So I think that's right now is the, the hardest part of being on a new team is trying to figure out what to move and when we're going to be able to move it. Um, me and Megan, we're still right now trying to debate on what we're actually going to bring, what essential items, like you said. You never know how long you're going to be on that team once you start, you know, changing teams. And you don't want to bring, you know, the whole house. You want to bring your essentials in. Yeah. It, I mean, honestly, I'm. it's going to be hard for us to figure out which one, what stuff we need um, when we do go. And also just the traveling with kids. Are we, you know, how are we going to get everything down there? Um, and what stuff do we take, you know, first or wait a little bit? I mean, I don't know. This will be my first time. So I think, you know, when, <laughs> once it actually, you know, starts developing and and all that, I think it's going to be that's when the stress is really going to uh, come is trying to figure out how to get everything down there and when to, when to go down. Yeah, you definitely got to be safe because. Uh, you look at it now, you just even the thought of you taking your kids on the plane and the recirculation of the air on the plane. So that's something that you have to think about. So I, I would imagine you would get a lot of miles put on your car because I'm pretty sure you guys will be driving down whenever they open it back up. Exactly. Exactly. Because I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, do, do we fly ourselves down there and then have someone ship them? But you don't know, you know what to bring. So you got to make sure you know, how to bring everything. And then we drive down there. And I heard that's a long drive. So trying to keep kids, especially DJ at three years old, um, in a car ride for that long, entertained, is going to be difficult. David, my last question I have for you is we see so many guys come into the league and the locker room is just turning over and over. And you see so many youngsters that come in. But what would be your advice you're a young father but you have two kids three years and coming up with one with a birthday coming soon what would be your advice to those guys to let them know hey these are some of the steps that you need to take to manage your time and manage your time on the football side and also manage your time on the family side so everybody is healthy and happy yeah I think my biggest thing for to manage and balancing all that is once you get into the NFL, so many people between relatives or marketing or, you know, just everyone coming at you to try to get a piece of your fame or try to get a piece of uh, you being an NFL uh, player. I think the biggest thing that I've uh, learned and that a lot of veterans have told me, coaches as well, is that you need to make sure you're filtering who is in contact with you. You need to make sure you know that the person who is uh, you're communicating with or interacting with 
is has the best intentions to be with you uh, and be you know alongside of you in the NFL because everyone will try to come at you to get a piece of the the NFL life and that could drain you and that'll take time important time that you want to spend with your family and with football especially coming in as a rookie you're gonna football is such a fast pace it's like you know getting PhD in in football and so you got to have time to study your playbook and be ready to go because you don't have a register year to try to play. They're not going to let you figure it out and then you play. They want you to be able to play right now. And that's the biggest thing is you got to be able to filter between who's actually wanting to have a real um, relationship with you and who's in it for a different reason. Um, because, like I said, they will drain you. Not just you, you. Uh, it'll drain you personally. It'll drain you energy, and you know it'll affect both sides. It'll affect your family and your football side if you're not filtering it right. So what you're saying is the benefit of having structure similar to as we walk into the buildings of our respective teams that will be advantageous of other young fathers who are in the game to take advantage and take heed up is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. Um, other young fathers who are coming into the game because, um, you know, you want to see all, like I said, you want to see all those milestones. You want to be with your family. You want to be with your kids. And if you're, you know, out doing who knows what um, and, you know, not doing the right thing, it can affect, like I said, your family and your football. And so you really want to make sure, you, like you said, you have a good structure, good support system around you as well uh, with your family. Well, David, man, thank you for your time uh, and your insight and your wisdom. We'll make sure all of the guys hear this across the league, across all of the platforms that uh, they can sit down and listen to all of the wisdom that you just gave them. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been the NFL Legends Podcast. To provide feedback or request a topic for discussion, email us at NFLLegends at NFL.com. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit Slack.com to get started.